heads with me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask your blessing upon this time, and we ask that you would lead us by your word and by the life that you show us in Jesus, our Lord. That we, that together, we may reflect his life, his love, his grace, his mercy for all the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Temptation, right? How many of you gave up something for Lent? Right? How many of the, was it a food thing? Anybody do food things, right? Right? So, like, what's, anyone dare to give us an example what you gave up for Lent? Soda. All right. All right. Soda. I know, Abby, you gave up candy, right? Oh, you changed it to, you don't want to tell me because it's something you never eat. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's a good thing. She, only I do that in our house. Um, like last year when I gave up shaving, right? So that's, that's good. Now I just shave on Sundays. Works out well. Um, we give up things. Um, and then the first Sunday of Lent, we have a story about temptation, right? Jesus has, has fasted for 40 days, and then he's tempted with turn stones into bread, which seems like a really great idea, right? Not only could he feed himself, he could feed everybody else, right? And so... The, the temptation for us is to equate Jesus' temptation in the wilderness with our temptation to cheat on our commitments, right? To cheat on our giving up of soda or whatever it is that Abby gave up or to shave more frequently. I don't know. <laughs> that seems not like a temptation, really, which is why that doesn't really work. But um, we get that. To, to cheat on our own commitments, right, so that... Uh, we can, pardon my pun, we can fudge on our stuff, right? That's the idea. We, are these the same? Not even really close. And while we can learn from Jesus' resistance to the temptations that come to him, they are, I believe, about something very different from the type of way that we work with temptation today. I think there's things for us to learn from Jesus' story, right? He primarily, two things. One, he's rooted in the word of God and God's direction for him. And that's what the source of his strength is to resist the temptation. Really important for us to see. Second thing is his mind is not focused on the now as much as the purpose. What am I here for? We are right now just beginning the red letter challenge where we're focused, uh, focusing our attention on the uh, words of Jesus, those words in red, uh, which should never be put onto a purple background, I realize. But, but uh, maybe I'll correct that for next week. But uh, you, you get the idea. Focusing on the words of Christ. What does he teach? What does he proclaim? So that we, we can be shaped by his word, his teaching, his life, his ways. And that is absolutely a great 
challenge that we face every day, and I'm so excited to be part of this together with you. Of course, today begins, for those who are doing this study, begins the first full week on one of those themes, and that theme for us is being. Being with Christ, being in Christ, being the body of Christ, being of Christ, being together. What do, see, see that's, that's the challenge for this first week is being. And if you're like me, being is not always easy. It seems like it should be. But I um, find it easier to focus on doing than being. I find it easier to say, did I get the stuff that I'm supposed to get done, accomplished? Which is usually no. Um, But uh, at least I know what that is. How am I supposed to be? Boy, that never ends. To be in Christ, to be filled with Christ is a different challenge. And it's that challenge that we come to today. But I want us to see something really important in the gospel that we have before us today. Because that challenge of being is really at the heart of these temptations. It's not so much that the things that he's tempted to do are so terrible. Make make bread out of stones. Rule over the nations. Worship the devil. Yeah, that's probably a problem. Don't do that, right? But the thing that he tempts him with in that is not, he doesn't come out and say, you should worship me. He says, Wouldn't you like to do this to rule all of the nations, to have them have your authority? We'll we'll pray for that in just a few minutes, right? That all of the leaders of the world will look to you and to God's wisdom for their direction and their guidance. We We pray for that every day. So it's not that doing that is so wrong. And, and, uh, then that, that last one, it's kind of a strange one, right? Take him to the pinnacle of the temple, the peak, the point of the, at the top of the, of the uh, temple. Throw yourself down from here. Why? Because there'll be people around, they'll see you. God will protect you. Then they'll know who, they'll know that you pay attention to. And the temple will become the focus again, Right? God protects you, protects him at the temple. And that becomes the focus. It would be, a, the temptation is to, to turn everybody's attention to this place and this time, and this, this, this activity, that this is where it belongs. And that's not a bad thing to do, is it? The temptations aren't about what he does. They're about who he is. And they all start in the same way, which is the indicator to us that this is really what's, what's going on here. If you are the Son of God, then. You see, the temptation that is here is not about what He does. It's about who He is. If you are the Son of God, then do it this way. 
This is who that is. This is who you will be. If you are the Son of God, then your job should be to feed everybody. Well, yes, but not in that way. And not because feeding people is bad, but because that's not the focus of who he is. Ruling with authority and glory. It's not that that's bad. It's that that's not what I'm here to do, Jesus says. Worship the Lord your God and only him. I'm not here to bring people to worshiping me. I'm here to bring people to worship of God. It's not about my glory and authority. It's about God's. This is who I am as the Son of God. Jesus knows who he is. The devil knows who he is too. So when that statement is made, if you are the Son of God, it's not a question, really. It's not, well, if you are, then, then uh, maybe you could do this. No, no. It's instead a statement that that carries with it that sense of because you are the Son of God, this is how you should respond. This is what you should be about. And so it's a changing of who that Son of God is. That's what the devil is up to here with Jesus. But Jesus is what? Filled with the Holy Spirit and knows who He is. He's being who He needs to be. As we enter this week of being, we would do well to pay attention to who God calls us to be. We aren't going to meet the challenge of feeding the world, of ruling the world, or of drawing everyone's attention to us, and to our church. But here's the good news. That's not who you are anyway. We also would do well to note that these challenges and temptations given to Jesus as Son of God are very different than those challenges and temptations that come into our life like Well, would it really matter if I drank a soda or had some chocolate right now? That's a difference. And it's not that those things are not important. They are. They are for us. The challenge before Jesus is how will we be? Who will Jesus be for the world? And don't forget that Paul calls us the body of Christ. The church is the body of Christ. We are the visible presence of Christ for the sake of the world today. Led by and shaped by and formed by who Christ is. We are that. You say, well, I can't be Jesus. No, you can't. That's not what I said. I said we Together we help portray Jesus for the world. What is Jesus about? 
Why does Jesus resist giving in to feeding, to authority, and to spectacle? Because that's not what he is about. How often is the church about exactly that? And it's not that those things are wrong. It's that they are not our focus. Not when we are being with Jesus. When we are being with Jesus, we will live in a different way. We will recognize that if we are hungry now, our hunger, our primary hunger, is for the one who feeds us real food. That if we are lacking in authority, we know the one who holds it all in his hands. If the world is paying no attention to us, it does not matter because we aren't here to make them look at us, but to help them to see the one who's behind it all. The church as the body of Christ embraces these temptations, not for us as individuals, but for us together to be who Jesus is. Focused on God's Word, His provision, His authority, His worship. And that last one, how telling it is that the devil comes to him and says, God will not let your foot be dashed against a stone when in just a few short weeks that foot will be pierced for the sake of the world. And in that piercing, the world will be changed. Jesus isn't about avoiding pain or pushing God to keep him away from it. He is about living the life of the Son of God. And that mission will not be changed by anyone. We, the church, would do well to remember our mission, too, is to be in the Word to point and worship the one who has all authority for all time, not just for now. And to know that it's not up to God to protect us from pain, but it is our privilege to walk in to the needs and the reality and the hurt of a world that is broken and be broken with them that God may restore us to new life through the one who was broken for us. May God unite us today that our temptations would fade in the being who makes us whole and says, you are mine. Amen peace of Christ be with you always. And also with you.
Let us share God's peace with one another.